Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. To the world of uh, registration by QR code, right? Amen. That's uh, that's our new world now, right? Okay. Praise God. What a wonderful time of worship. Amen. Can we put our hands together for our wonderful worship team for allowing God to use them, and praise God for the ministers as well who has who have blessed us minister to us in the course of this service. For those of you joining us online, praise God for your life. Uh, We want you to be as attentive as you will be uh, when you're in church. Uh, God is everywhere. God can minister to us everywhere. But we are not always as as attentive everywhere. Uh, Praise God for the luxurious being part of the service uh, from anywhere in the world. But I think we have a challenge of being focused. So I want to challenge you to be focused, uh, to be present, to make sure your heart is in uh, what God is doing. I also want to encourage you to share this. So I'll give you like a few seconds, everyone, including people in church, yeah, physically. If you haven't done so, just take up your phone. I'm not going to judge you. You're using your phone for the right thing, all right? All right? Uh, take out your phone. Go on our web, you know, on, maybe on the website, on the Facebook or YouTube, you can just uh, copy it and put it on your Facebook page and something like that just to, uh, you know, increase the number of people that might be able to watch the service. I think it's our responsibility. The Bible says, the Lord gave the word, great are the companies, company of those who publish it, right? The Lord gives the word, we are responsible to publish it. And I praise God. Uh, because we are doing a good job here in Agape House of Worship. Amen and amen. So how are you all doing with uh, the fasting? Is everybody still doing well? Everyone still like me? You still like the pastor or you're you are cursing me in your heart every day for cursing this fasting season? Amen. But it's been a wonderful time, I believe. Uh, it's a good time to focus. It's a good time to come together as a church as a body to pray but it's also a good time for you as a person i want you to not just see the fasting as what i'm doing for my church you know or what i'm doing with my church but also what you are doing for yourself between you and god all right Uh, so before the 6 p.m prayer make sure you take time to pray on your own all right pray on your own and go through the devotional uh, read it, study it, uh, meditate on it, and you know, ha- you know, use the prayer point. I expect you have your own personal prayer point as well. Uh, make sure you table that and do that before God, and we come together to pray. And uh, you know, it's much more powerful that way. So please do that. And uh, um, we th- thank God we've completed seven days. Wow. 
We are on the eighth day. So if for whatever reason you could not, you can still join us anytime. Don't be legalistic about it. Don't feel too bad. Don't feel too guilty. You can join us and be part of us, all right? And just uh, continue. And uh, the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. So, Father, thank you. I'm praying this morning that your word will come powerfully. I'm praying that your work will break every opposition, every rock, every spiritual resistance will be destroyed by the power of your word. And I pray that you will make every heart a fertile soil for your word. I'm praying that your word will activate your spiritual blessings in our lives and cause your intention for our lives to come to pass. Thank you because you've answered our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So we're going to continue our message series on the blessed life. Last week, we talked about open heavens. And as we kick off the, uh, the series by talking about open heaven, because I believe that's a, an important concept for every one of us to understand as one of the reasons why we don't always experience God's best. We don't always experience God's desire. We don't always experience his intention. Uh, when we pray, you know, and when we seek his face, it's because there's always a lot of contention going on in the spirit, uh, which we have a responsibility as believers to play as well. Amen. So, I hope you're blessed by that, and uh, we encourage you to listen to that message again. Uh, if you missed it, listen to it. Even if you were there, it's worth listening to again. Uh, today, I want to talk about the purpose of blessing. Uh, you know, that's also a very good concept, because, you know, more often than not, we really want blessing, but we don't fully understand the purpose of blessing especially when you want blessing from God. Uh, and it is very important to understand his perspective about blessing. And that's what spiritual alignment is about, right? God doesn't have to align with us. We align with him, right? He is our source. He is the bigger pipe that is coming from the source, right? I just have to constantly align my own pipe with him so I can receive that's very, very important. So we must understand God's perspective uh, of blessing. Because if we misunderstand his perspective, we are not in alignment. And if we don't understand purpose, you know, even if we are blessed, we are going to abuse the blessing. Uh, the late Miles Monroe, we you know, used to say, uh, if you don't understand the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. Right, and many of us that's how we kind of really live our lives. We just go by what we think is common sense. Common sense is all not always common sense. You know, how many times have you just jumped on a chair to you know to fix a bulb, you know, or to do something, or you just see a, a small round table and you just get on top of it and you want to do something? Uh, the fact that that object can do that thing doesn't mean it is designed. That is the purpose, right? And uh, we see this when things go wrong. Uh, when things go wrong, they go very, very badly. So it's very important for us to understand purpose of everything. So purpose of blessing 
is important. But there's a, I'm going to start from uh, a, a, a psalm, Psalm 67, which I think is a, it captures the essence of what I want to talk about today. So I will read that. Uh, I'll read about seven verses, uh, quite long, but we'll read it anyway. Uh, and I will give some introduction, uh, and I will, you know, now come to my message. Amen and amen. All right, Psalm 67, I will start from verse 1. May, it's a prayer, it's a prayer of blessing, by the way. It's a wonderful prayer. If you don't know it, it's a prayer you should know. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the people praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the people praise you, God. May all the people praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. I think this passage captures the essence of blessing. And it's very, very important for us to really understand it. So we're going to dive deeper. Before we go, I want to lay some foundations about blessing. God's blessing is, first of all, spiritual. It's important to understand that. God's blessing is, first of all, spiritual. In fact, a blessing is a spiritual force. That's, that's what a blessing is. It's a, it's a positive spiritual force that operates on, in the life of a person, you know, that causes them to succeed or causes them to be what God has called them to be. That's what blessings is. Now, how do I understand that? I understand that from the beginning. If you go to the book of Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, after God created everything, he blessed them. Why? You know, God activated a spiritual force that is perpetual. He, he blessed human and he said, be fruitful and multiply. So God released his intention for us, right? And he says, subdue the earth. And that is what continues to happen. So God released his blessing, a spiritual force, to continue to operate on man so that man can truly fulfill, you know, God's intention. Praise the name of Jesus. So when, God, when blessings are released, there is like a, it's a spiritual force. And it's first of all spiritual. That's why um, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, God, you know, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Amen. And you know, so that's a, that's, a, that's a passage of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. He said, blessed be God, the Father. This is the apostle writing, just saying, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Because blessings are, first of all, spiritual. Praise the name of Jesus. It's important for us to know that. You know, now, that spiritual force begins to work in someone's life. I mean, we see this all the time. You know, blessings generally will come by words. 
you know, obviously as believers we are blessed in Christ, but blessing can come from the Father to the Son or to the children. You know, blessing can come from someone with spiritual authority. You know, blessing comes usually through a pronouncement of words, a prayer, but they are like spiritual force that goes upon someone and follows them and begin to affect things around them, affect things they do. You know, curses also work the same way. You know, they are spiritual forces, you know, from the demonic realm, usually, right, that really continue to work against the person it is spoken over and makes their life difficult, makes everything difficult, makes everything, you know, you know, just impossible for them. You know, so we see that also in Genesis after man and, you know, after the man's sin, God put a curse on them, put a curse on the, on the, on the serpent, right? Put a curse also on man, you know, so he released that and that also became a force, you know, that followed man. So those two things continue, they continue to occur even though they were released thousands of years ago. Praise the name of Jesus. So it's important to understand that the blessing is a spiritual thing. And we must not take it seriously. Sometimes because we're used to the word blessed. You know, bless you, bless you. You know, that's why, you know, we, we must really understand it. The Bible, actually, that's why the Bible tells us we must bless and not to curse. All right? Bless and do not curse. And the Lord gave me, gave me an understanding of that. He said, bless those who persecute you. And I'm like, that's why must we bless those who persecute us? And the Lord said, you see, when people do bad things, when people do wrong things, it is because they are not working in alignment with their purpose, right? And when we bless them, we are releasing forces to cause them to walk back to their purpose, you know? So that's why believers don't curse, don't curse because cursing makes things worse, all right? You know, curses. I mean, if you have, uh, if your husband or wife isn't acting right, the tendency is just to, you know, curse them, right? You know, place a curse on them. Whether sometimes we curse people in our heart, right? We just wish them heal or we speak very negative things on them, uh, about them. Sometimes we do it to our children. Sometimes we do it to our friends. Sometimes we do it to our bosses. You know, and the more we curse them, the more they deviate from their intention and the more they misbehave. The more, the more difficult they come. If you have a, if you have a difficult child, it's not, you know, that's not the time to begin to say, you, you are just a horrible child. You are just this. You won't listen. You won't, you know, you are placing a curse. That no, no matter how good it makes you feel, right, it is not going to help the person. But as believers, we have the power of blessing. When you bless, right, you are, you are releasing forces to cause that person, right, to really come more in alignment with how they were created. Because nobody was created to be a persecutor. Nobody was created to be any of those things. So the power of blessing is very important for us to note. So bless those who persecute you. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, blessing, as I said, empowers us to succeed in life. That's what blessing does. Blessing empowers us to succeed in life. It's like, you see, we live in a world that is really, it's a very spiritual world. You know, very, very spiritual world. I mean, most times we, we take it for granted. 
In fact, we take it for granted the, the amount of battles that God wins for us. I remember, I think I was reading a book by someone many years ago. Who was just, you know, and the Lord wanted to teach him. And the Lord said, you know, if you know the amount of spiritual activities that goes on around you every day that I, you know, deliver you from, save you from, I mean, you would not even believe. And the Lord decided to open this person's eyes and they almost went crazy. Like they, as, as, as they are walking around, they are seeing demons, you know. Now, <laughs> they are seeing demons maybe running away. They are seeing demons not being able to hurt them. But the amount of terror it brought to him, I mean, the amount of fear it brought to him, I mean, it was so much for him to handle that he had to pray, God, please take this away. Take this away. I don't want to see these things anymore. So, you know, we have to be so, <laughs> you know, so, so, so thankful of things God just saved us from that we're not aware of. Praise the name of Jesus. So the blessing of God, his goal is to empower us to succeed. To become what God has created us to become. Because that is really the definition of success, right? Definition of success is to become, you know, what you are intended to become. And we see that starting from Genesis, God blessed man, right? And he said, be fruitful, multiply, you know, subdue the earth. When God even created the seventh day, he blessed the seventh day. So God blessed everything he created. He released that power of blessing, you know, to really force them to ensure that there's a spiritual force that continues to align things on their behalf. Because for you to really succeed, for you to become what God has caused you to become, there's a lot of things that must move. You know, there are things that must move about you. There are things, there are discussions being made about you now that you're not, yet, you're not there, right? Concerning approval, concerning whether you're hired or not, concerning whether to give you this or not, concerning whether to buy something from you or not, concerning whether somebody to open doors, you know. So blessings, they're like spiritual force that, that just work on your behalf, that cause circumstances to really work in your favor. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Proverbs 10, 20, 22 says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich without adding any sorrow. All right? Because spiritual blessing becomes physical blessing. It becomes, you know, causes us to, to really do well. Uh, and blessing is awesome. I mean, when, it, when someone is blessed, Wow. It makes life easy. It makes things to work for them. It makes doors to open on their own. You know, you, you, you always realize it afterwards. That some battles are fought on your behalf. I remember when, when, we were, when we were trying to buy our first building, you know, and we came to Roselle. We did not know the amount of opposition. If we knew, we would not have bought that building. I mean, it would not because we thought it was going to be so easy. The building used to be a bar. You know, you know, there used to be a lot of crazy things going on there. Then we bought it. But we soon realized, wow, people didn't want us to get this building. Almost everybody around the place. You know, we had to go before the zoning board. <laughs> we come around town. To find someone to speak in our support, we could not find. You know, 
Even our neighbor was, you know, was, was someone who was supposed to be our neighbor was supportive at first, said she was going to come. Last minute, she bailed out. We only, want, we only found one person, Pastor Snow, <laughs> who came, you know, and uh, he was speaking. People were like, what is he talking about? They, nobody wanted to listen. So we had one person after the other spoke that, no, this should not be approved. This should not be approved. Maybe 10 of them come, coming after the other. It was an open meeting. The opposition was ferocious. But at the la- so after all these things, then the people were supposed to vote. I mean, we were supposed to vote, and our lawyer took me out. He took me outside. He said, you know, I will advise we should postpone the vote, all right, because there's no way this is going to happen. I will, let's, let's make a motion that we're going to postpone the vote so we can go back and do our due diligence. We need to visit people. We need to talk to people again because all, throughout the night, this is like a, almost a three-hour, <laughs> you know, everything was negative, you know. And I said, you know what, let me think, let me think. So I went to the bathroom and prayed, you know, and I just came back and I said, you know what, let's do the vote. Let's do the vote. I feel like God is going to move. You know, towards the end, one person, the, the person on their side, actually the attorney just spoke and made a statement. And that statement changed everybody. Things changed. And within like 10 minutes, they voted, and it was yeses, seven of them. You see, there are forces that make this thing happen. You know, sometimes, you know, there are things that happen that cause things, one thing to happen. For one thing to happen, for you to get an approval, get a job, you know, for you to, uh, you know, be blessed. Sometimes there are so many things, and you're not always there. You're not always in control. You know, but blessing is a force, right, that causes those things to work on your behalf. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why, like I said, we must bless and not curse. You know, blessing is what fixes things. Bless your husband. Bless your wife. Bless your child. Bless your friend. Someone is really trying to hurt you. Someone is really trying to do, I mean, they are really always doing something against you. Bless them in the name of Jesus. You know, because it is your blessing that can cause them to really come back to how they were created. And that's the only reason why you're going to be, you know, things are going to work in your favor. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, it's important as believers to know that we are blessed in Christ. We are blessed in Christ. That's, in fact... That is one of the essence of Christ, is to give us the blessing, to qualify us to the, for the blessing, to qualify us. You know, our, we are qualified for blessing in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians 1, 3, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, right, with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms in Christ. We are blessed in Christ. So, what that means is, as believers, we don't have to work for it. We are blessed. All right? We are pre-qualified. Have you ever been pre-qualified for something before? You know, you are pre-qualified. They are not always right. They pre-qualify you. Then sometimes you apply, you are not qualified anymore. I say, I thought I was qualified for 20,000 loan. 
Then you apply it. He said, oh, no, you can only get 2,000. You're like, what, really? So what happened to the letter? Well, that letter was just based on, you know, whatever. We didn't really pull your credit. You know, we just assumed this. We just assumed that. You know, that happens all the time. But God's, you know, pre-qualification is correct. He's not based on faulty information. Amen. God is not trying to bait you. He's not trying to do anything. No, he pre-qualifies us. Because he knows we will never qualify. We will never qualify. I mean, God, you see, you need to understand that God's standard is too high. None of us can meet the standard. Because with God, you either score a hundred or you fail. There are only two ways. You see, some people think, oh, I'll just do my best. You know, hopefully I get like, you know, my I weigh, you know, stronger on the positive side and on the negative side. No, you're either righteous or you are not. And there's only one person who is righteous. There is no one righteous except Christ. That's why Christ represent us. He died on our behalf. He went to the Father on our behalf. So when God wants to bless you, he looks at Christ's sacrifice. Hallelujah. That, and that's why Jesus rose from the dead. That is why he's now at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. That is, that's, why he's a, that's why he can save us to the uttermost. Did you get that? He can save us to the uttermost because Jesus didn't just die and went away. No, he's standing by what he did, right? He's standing, he's reminding the host of heaven. He's reminding them, the angels, when they gather together to make decisions about you and they want to cut you off, Jesus stands up. He said, no, you can't. I paid that price for them. You know, I paid that debt for them. Oh, no, he's qualified because I died for him, you know? That's why we should always thank God for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know that song we sang, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Your hope better be in Christ and righteousness. When your hope is in you, maybe you work when you are, <clears throat> when you are in a good mood, when you are doing well. The more you do something wrong, there goes your hope, right? And there goes your faith. And that's why as believers, we must understand this concept very well and put our faith in it and understand that everything we need comes only through one means, through Christ alone, in Christ alone. And that's why we, Christ is so important. He's the cornerstone. He's the cornerstone. He's, you know, it's not God. Christ is the cornerstone. God is the source, but Christ qualifies you for God. No one can meet God's qualification. No single person. And that's why Christ becomes our means of going to. That's why we pray in the name of Christ. Did you know, do you know that? That's why everything we ask in his name, we go to God in the name of Jesus who died, who qualified us to go. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are blessed in Christ. Galatians chapter 3, I would like to read Galatians chapter 3 and read verse 13 and 14. 13 and 14. You know, these days people want to minimize Christ, Jesus Christ, right? Everybody can talk about God, 
First of all, you don't even know what God they are talking about in their mind, right? Everybody says, oh, God, you know, what God, you know, God, the man upstairs, you know, you know, the energy, the feeling, the positive force, the mother nature, the, the, you know, the man there, you know, everybody, whether they are new age, whether they are Muslim, whether they are whatever, everybody is saying God, you know, God, you know, but it's Christ. It's Jesus Christ that makes the difference for us. <laughs> Amen. What makes the difference is Jesus. Why we are bold, why we are confident, why we know we're going to make it to heaven is Jesus. Why I know I am saved is Jesus. Why I know I will be accepted is Jesus. Why I know I am accepted now is Jesus. Why I'm confident is Jesus. Why I'm hopeful is Jesus. Why I know I am blessed is Jesus. And you better hold on to that. When that is weak, wow, everything is weak. Praise the name of Jesus. So, Galatians 3 verse 13 says, I want all of us to read it together. If you can display it on the screen so people can read it together, that would be good. Can you go? Let's go. One, two. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written... Curses everyone who is hung on a pole. Let's read verse 14. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Let's complete it. So that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Amen. By faith. So that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Now, so he's saying here that Christ redeem us, to redeem us is to save us from the curse of the law. Now, what is the curse of the law? The curse of the law means God gave the law and God says, anybody that does not obey everything in this law is under a curse. Guess what? <laughs> we are done. I mean, you, if you don't obey everything, finally, he says, and you can't do, you can't get 90%. Can you imagine? You, an exam where you can only get 100% or fail. That's God's exam. <laughs> it's a scary exam. 100 or fail. And God and Jesus shows up. And he said, I got the 100 for them. Hallelujah. So he redeemed us. All right. From the curse of the law. So we're not under that curse anymore. All right? So, so he took that out of the way. All right? We are now under his grace. We are now under his covering. We are now under his wing. He now takes us by the hand and says, this is how you do it. I, I represent you and I walk you through it. Now, so that the blessing that God gave to Abraham. Now, that's another very powerful thing. You know, so God... This whole thing started through Abraham. Abraham was blessed. When God called Abraham, God gave him some blessing. God made a covenant with him. And God said, through you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And God said, your seed, through your seed, and that seed is Jesus Christ. If you want to know, you, go, you read Romans chapter 4. You're going to understand that a little more. He said, through Jesus Christ, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. So, and God blessed Abraham. 
He blessed him. And he says, you will be blessed. And he said, you will be a blessing. And we know that blessed, that blessing is everything. It is physical, blessing with a child. He was prosperous. He did well. He lived long. He blessed him. He was, he was a rich person. He was, he was not just rich in one area. He was all around prosperous. And the Bible says that same blessing, hallelujah, giving to Abraham might come to us, the Gentile. Now, the blessing was meant for Abraham and his descendants. Now, the descendants of Abraham, they are the Jews. Abraham gave back to Isaac. Isaac gave back to Israel. Jacob who became Israel. And the 12 you know, sons of Israel, Israel became the 12 tribes of Israel. And that's how the nation was formed. And the nation was blessed. But God wasn't done yet. God's plan was to bless the whole earth. And Jesus connected us so that we can call Abraham our father. So we are all Jews through Christ Jesus. We become Israelites through Christ Jesus. And that's a very, very spiritual truth that you must understand. So he's saying the blessing of Abraham comes to us through Jesus Christ. So we receive the promise. We also qualify for the promise. We also can claim the blessing. And it's important to understand these spiritual truths, you know, so you can apply them to your life. Amen. So, as believers in Christ Jesus, we receive the blessing. Or we were blessed. But there's also something that was mentioned here, that through faith, we receive the blessing. It's one thing to be blessed. It's another thing to receive the blessing. Right? It's one thing to be blessed. It's another thing to release, to, to receive it. It's one thing for you to, I remember a few, about a year or two ago, maybe two years ago, somebody just sent me, and I've heard about this before, you know, unclaimed property. How many of us have known the state has unclaimed properties? Uh, the most, most, of, most of you sitting or watching will probably have some money with the state that is unclaimed. You know, you've done transactions, you've done real estate transactions, somebody owe you, somebody was supposed to give you something. That money goes to the state. And there is a department in the, in the, in the, in the state of New Jersey, every state, that manages unclaimed property, and they have billions of dollars that belong to us, including some of you. Wow. <laughs> So I said, really? All right. I went in there, put my name. He said, you know, somebody, you know, I have $250 there. Not a lot, but he can do a few things, right? <laughs> Apply. A few weeks later, I got $250 in the mail. He said, wow, right? I think you should just go. Don't do it now. You can write it down. <laughs> I want you to finish this message. I'm sure guys are like, really? Where is that website? Let's, let's go right now. All right. But when you're done, go online, Google and claim property. All right. State of New Jersey is going to ask you to put in your name. There's a chance that you have some money that is going to be mailed to you in a few weeks. All right. Just don't, don't, just don't forget to bless the person that gave you the information. Right. <laughs> don't, don't forget him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying is the money belongs to me and it's been sitting there I don't know for how many years. I think the money, when I look at it, is associated with the first 
uh, property I bought. And that was 20 years ago. I mean, so, so somehow, many of, many of us have done transactions. Now, the money has been sitting there, but I did not receive it. Right? And many people die leaving millions of dollars, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars, unclaimed. I wonder how many blessings that God has given to us that go unclaimed. That's in the earth. So many blessings that go unclaimed. The Bible says we receive it by faith. You see, faith is the vehicle through which we receive the blessing. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh my God, I just finished my introduction. Wow. It was so good that I just, uh, I forgot about myself. Now, let's, let's go into the message now. The message is the purpose of blessing. Because it's important. Now, in order to really enjoy the blessing, and in fact, to actually qualify for the blessing in a lot of, in lot of ways, we must understand the purpose of the blessing. You see, because without understanding the purpose of it, what I'm talking about now, we lead to fleshly living, right? We not necessarily fulfill God's plan and purpose, all right? It can lead us to... It can lead us wrongly. And as believers, purpose is so important. And that's why alignment is very important. So I'll go back to Psalm 67 that I read. And I really believe that this God is really speaking to us in this house. Because I can see the blessing coming. All right. I can see us. I mean, this is a blessed church. I mean, God is opening the windows of heaven. You know, and I knew because of some of the instructions he's given to me, which I'm going to be telling some of us, you know, you know, to really begin to minister to, you know, individual people or people who are businessmen, professional people, to begin to really prepare us, prepare our mind, our hearts, you know, for really for blessing. I'm talking about financial wealth that God is going to release into this house. But we must fully understand it. We must fully understand it. So let's go back to this. I said, may God, Psalm 67. This is a prophetic psalm. It's full of a lot of messages. It's fully loaded. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. And he said, verse 2 is very important. So that your ways may be known on earth. Your salvation among nations. Did you see the connection between the two? You know, that... The reason why God will do that, the reason why God will bless us, the reason why God will be gracious to us, right, is so that his ways may be known on earth. So that salvation will be known among nations. Can you begin to see missions there, right? Can you begin to see evangelism there, right? Can you begin to see God's intended purpose there? Let's go on. And he says, may the people praise you, God. May all the people praise you. May the nations be glad. So through our blessings, look at what happened. Nations are glad. 
He's not even talking about individuals. That is, we are blessed so much that we can transform nations. How many of us are ready for that level of blessing? You see, there's a level of blessing that transforms individuals. There's a level of blessing that transforms nations. Nations will be blessed. Nations. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the people praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. Land ye his harvest. God, our, our God blesses us. May God bless us so that the ends of the earth will fear him. David understood and understands the purpose of blessing. And that's why when we pray, we must always qualify this very well, right? We must make sure we are aligning ourselves. One of the things that we ensure blessing comes is alignment with the purpose of blessing. Because when we are not aligned with the purpose of blessing, um, I think God might, prev- might stop blessing us or might restrict the flow. And I have a sense God does that to really prevent us from being destroyed. Hallelujah. How many times have people been blessed a little and they run away, right? Look at what happened to the prodigal son, right? A little blessing, it took off. How many times have you done that also? Things work out, then we know better. We're not as humble. You know, we're not the, you know, the gentle brother or the very, very agreeable sister that is always wanting to be there to support. You know, now we are, you know, rational. Now we are really rationalizing everything. We, are, we think we know better. How many times has that happened to us? So it's very, very important to really make sure our heart understands fully the purpose of blessing. I even think as we approach anything in life, you know, I remember this is, I was very young then. I was, my shoe was so messed up. This is many years ago. I'm sure it's so hard for you to understand I once had a shoe problem. So I was really, I was a new believer and I was praying to God for a shoe. God, God should bless me for a shoe. Things were rough. It was a time of austerity, you know, in the country. Things were very difficult. So I, I had, you know, my shoe had holes, you know, patch, and I was believing God for a shoe. So I was at a conference, a small conference. Uh, you know, somebody was preaching and I think he was I can't even remember what he was preaching, something along this line. And he just was being interactive. And he said, what, tell me your prayer point. What are you believing God for? And he pointed to me, you, what is your prayer point? And I said, look, I'm trusting God for a shoe. <laughs> and he said, uh, you know what? He said something profound. He said something profound. And he said, instead of just trusting God for a shoe for yourself, why not trust God for many shoes so that you can give God, give, give many people shoes? I don't even know where that came from. And I'm like, really? I just need a shoe. I mean, what, <laughs> I mean if God can give me one shoe, I will be glad. But that, that was really something that was profound. 
I can't even remember if I prayed that prayer or not because it took me by surprise. But I think that taught me a lesson. That if you really want to receive your blessing from God, always pledge to be a blessing with your blessing. And that has been my watchword. That I always start by saying, if you give me a child, I will give him to you. That's the prayer of uh, Anna, right? (laughs) Hannah was, for years, she was believing God for a child. No child. Went to Shiloh, come back empty. You know, the other woman was making fun of her. She got so frustrated. She was so hungry. She was so unhappy. Became even unhappy towards the husband. Went to the husband and grabbed him. Give me a child. And the guy's like, how? How? And God said, I am not God. I mean, if you want a child, you're going to go to God. God is the only person that gives you a child. I don't know what happened to her. I think she got a revelation. She got a revelation. And she went to God and said, God. If you give me a child, I will give him to you. Now, <laughs> what she didn't know was that God actually was looking for a child himself. <laughs> so Eli was the prophet who was uh, already disqualified as a prophet. Now, Eli's son was supposed to take over from Eli, prophet Eli. Eli's son had messed up. God already told Eli, your family is done. Your children are no longer. So I need to look. God was looking for a prophet. So God was in search all over the country looking for a prophet to raise somebody that was going to succeed Eli. Now while God was walking around and he had a prayer point. So he just brought some prayer points. So we got some requests here. <laughs> so we got some requests. But our request came with some qualification. That woman said, if you give her a son, she's going to give him back to you. And God said, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of prayer that everyone's respond to. And that's why she got a child. She got Samuel. This is in the scripture. She got Samuel. And, of course, she didn't do like many of us. You know, when, she, when Samuel was winged, she actually took Samuel back, dedicated Samuel and dropped Samuel in church with the priest and said, I promise God I'm not bringing... That's, that requires some faith. I mean, that's radical faith. I mean, the boy was probably like two years old or three years old, whatever it is, and just say, you know, prophet, I really promise God this child, dropped the child, went home. But God gave her many more sons. <laughs> Hallelujah. I pray that your request will also meet the needs of God. Can we just pray that prayer? Can we rise up if we can pray? Just, just pray. I want you to just go to God saying, Lord, if you bless me, I will use it for your glory. There's something you're trusting God for. There's something you're believing him for. <laughs> Some of you are believing God for a house or you're believing God for a husband or for a child. I want you to just say, God, if you give me, if you give me a home, I will make sure that home honors you. I will make sure that home, your name is glorified there. If you give me a job, I will make sure your name is glorified. I will make sure 
I become a giver. I'll make sure I become a tither. I'll make sure I will really bless people. I will, I will bless the poor. If you give me a million dollars or hundred, if you, if you increase my business, I'll become a partner in your house. I mean, there's something about your need that is speaking to some need that God also has. And that's what David is type, tapping into in here. He's tapping into so that your ways may be known on earth. My God, be gracious to me. Let's pray that prayer. God, be gracious to us. Bless us. Make your face shine on us. So that your ways may be known on earth. Your salvation among the people. Lord, bless this church. Release finances in Agape House of Worship. Release it. So that nations will be one for you. So that all over the world, missionaries will be sent. Churches will be planted. The work of God will be sponsored. If you bless us, my God, nations will be glad. Nations will rejoice. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. We have prayed. I'm going to wrap up and just speak to someone that is listening to me. If you listen to me here, you have not accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Maybe your faith is not there. Maybe you're new to, you know, you're just watching for the first time. Or maybe you've even wandered away in your faith and you want to say, I'm coming back. I want to be in alignment. I'd like to pray with you. I'd like you to put your hands in your chest, on your, on your, on your heart while I just lead you in prayer. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I cannot qualify for God's blessing. I cannot qualify for God's salvation. But you went to the cross and paid the price. And today, I confess you are my Lord, you are my Savior, and I accept you into my life. And I declare I am a child of God today. I am the righteousness of God to Christ Jesus today. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, I'd like you to fill the form uh, that is online. It will be a link on the platform you are watching. If you are here in person, that link is displayed on the screen. Make sure you go there on your phone. Uh, it will bring you a form you can fill and you can let us know. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord give you peace. May the peace of God surround you. May the blessing of God surround you. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed when you go out. You'll be blessed when you come in. The forces of blessing shall surround you, shall walk on your behalf, shall speak on your behalf. When you are not there, the force of God's blessing will speak on your behalf. Open doors that are closed. Cause you to defy the odd. Where you have been rejected. Where they said it is impossible. May the blessing of God open those doors. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you.